I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In certain situations when you crave male attention, you start acting a goddamn fool. Acting all the way up. Oh. How many people are using other women as meal tickets? to the next level this whole oh my, leveling up oh even me, the oh level my. leveling up journey yeah just because you were going through something doesn't absolve you of the fact that you hurt me hello and welcome to the to my sisters podcast i'm renee and i'm courtney and we are your online sisters and hosts of the to my sisters podcast now we are all about promoting the wellness growth and development of a community of sisters across the world and in today's conversation sisters we are going to be talking about toxic friendships okay Ooh. we're going to be having a Ciao. good chin wag about our experiences with toxic friends mm-hmm. how friendships can become toxic how you can spot them out leave address them have those hard conversations but also how we can avoid being the toxic friend because yeah. no one is above toxicity Nobody. you already know self-awareness is what we do around here so this ju- conversation is going to be juicy but before we get into that and before we even get into the dilemma sis we have some house announcements mm-hmm. okay it is april it's Wee. a new month the spring is springing okay <laughs> and of course course before we announced this month's vision 22 challenge because we didn't forget even though we kind of did but we remembered okay <laughs> before we announced that we have to celebrate our good sis who won march's challenge now as you know to recap march's challenge and every challenge that we do is just to encourage us to grow as a community but also grow as people and march's challenge was to donate to a charity or an organization which you know preferably is helping women anywhere in the world but also it could just be any organization which is doing dope things. And so this month's, well, March's Vision 22 winner is... Miss Renee. Drum roll, please. Congratulations, Basayo. Well done. Underscore Basayo on Instagram with the double O on the end. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, sis. She donated to Milk Honey Bees, which is an organization which is all about supporting very, very young black women. We love it. Very, very young black girls. We love to see it. um, And helping them in their developmental journey, building sisterhood, kind of like a mini TMS, but for the youngins. Oh, I love that. Not a mini TMS, girl. We we are looking at them for inspiration. But yes, thank you so, so much for donating. And shout out to all the sisters who did the amazing thing of donating money, donating time, any kind of resources to any organization doing something to make this world better. We really do appreciate you and we are so thankful um, for such a selfless act, okay? But it's april it's so april what's the challenge it is mid-april girls it's been a long and um you know life just be life and we have a lot of things <laughs> to be doing aka writing that book um but we are super pleased to announce the next challenge for april which is quite frankly and quite simply shout out a sister or a friend that you love with one reason as to why you think she's amazing mm. that's it cool don't that's- forget to tag us on instagram mm-hmm. or tiktok or twitter whatever mm-hmm. your preferred platform is don't forget to tag the sister and give us one reason why she's such a wonderful human being yeah just take this month to celebrate your sisters okay we love to see it we love to you maybe want to shout out a little somebody whose birthday is in early may <laughs> well 
y'all, when Miss Courtney land, <laughs> listen, I celebrate Courtney's birthday more than I celebrate mine, to be honest with you. That is a national holiday. When we enter into May. It actually is a national holiday. May is Courtney month. The month of Miss Courtney. Everybody just like bring your offerings. Everyone just like come out and celebrate the harvest. Like guys, in springtime too. Anyways, we'll gas her in due course. We'll gas her in due course. My birthday's actually in May. So yeah, don't worry. <laughs> it doesn't have to be me. Uh, shout out to one whoever you want, a person you love, adore from afar, or who you get to do life with on a daily. We just want to see you celebrate a good sis. Absolutely. Okay. So that's that. Now let's get into the ding, ding, ding. Dilemma. Okay. This one is very juicy and quite close to my heart. Okay. So let's get into it. Hey sisters. Hey. It has honestly been a privilege listening to your podcast and your messages have really resonated with me. I have been truly touched by your words and pray for your continued success. Oh, thanks sis. I know, right? I have a dilemma. I grew up with an absent father for years. Mm-hmm. I felt it was my own fault that my father left when I was three. Aww. Earlier this year, I had a dream about my father and it really shook me. It was on my mind constantly. In real life, I then discovered an email he sent to my mom about him missing me and it really weighed on me i was scared but i sent an email response long story short he didn't email back i then out of desperation dm'd him on instagram to no prevail because of his lack of inactivity sorry with no prevail because of his inactivity on the app my mom found out that i had tried to contact him and now i feel guilty was i wrong for contacting him sisters Wow, that what, is a juicy dilemma. A it is a dilemma. heavy one. And it's been a while since we've had a dilemma about, you know, some family issues. So No, it hasn't. We had Has one the not? other day, the girl in the family business. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, family yeah. dilemmas. We get a lot of yeah, those. Yeah, we get. Wow. Yeah. I guess more so around like fatherhood and like parents mm. and stuff. This was an interesting dilemma. Um, Personally, I don't think that you were wrong in contacting him. No. I think perhaps... It might have been smarter to engage with your mother at first, especially because the initial email was sent to her. Um, But I don't, I think there's several things to unpack in your dilemma that I think we really do need to address. First of all, it's not your fault that your father left. Mm. And I think it's very easy um, for like, not just young women, but young men as well to feel that an absent parent is their fault when really... It wasn't your decision to be born. It wasn't your decision to, you know, enter into the world. And you cannot take accountability for somebody else's actions, especially at such a young age. Um, The onus of parenthood and parenting and being a father lies with your father. Mm -hmm. And he made the conscious decision to leave for whatever reasons. It may have been, you know, he was in a bad situation, whatever. But you cannot bear the burden or the onus of responsibility of absence particularly at that age it actually has nothing to do with you it's not your fault like the age of reason is like seven or eight and (laughs) even then like again that's a false responsibility that you're bearing so i know even with these words it's difficult for you to shirk off that responsibility and it's something you might want to talk out a Mm. little bit but please sis this is not your fault especially you being so young you're Mm. only 16 um this is not your responsibility Mm. at all um in terms of wanting to contact your father it's actually natural Um, you know, when we have parents, we do have, you know, biological as well as psychological and even spiritual ties to them. Mm -hmm. And it's natural to want to find out where you came from. Mm -hmm. It's natural to want to figure out your genesis and to, you know, figure out 
what happened why did he leave um to really just know more about you know even your family history there's a lot of brokenness that can come as a result of an absentee parent whether it be your mother or your father so it's actually very very natural um and in a number of other cases i also think it's very natural for example if you were adopted for example or even if um heaven forbid you know you might have a um, parent that may have passed away in that, in those kind of cases, you still have, you know, a desire to learn more. You might have um, a desire to figure out that connection and understand a bit more about your history. So I think that's really natural, and it's okay to want to actually reach out to your parent. Um, I think in terms of like being tactful about it, actually engaging with the parent that is here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know, shout out to your mom for you know raising you, sticking around, being there for you. I'm hoping so. I'm assuming. Um, I don't want to assume too tough, but, you know, if she has been the one that has been present and, you know, your father has been absent, it would be worth pursuing conversations with her around, you know, your father. Yeah. And I think the difficulty in that is often many of us may think that, you know, our parents might have a very particular view of the parent that left. Yeah. So we've spoken about in a couple of our past episodes about the fact that, you know, being an absent parent can sometimes give rise to the creation of, you know, certain narratives and really negative like associations that we might have with the absent parent um due to the fact that we've been engaging with the parent that stayed however i do think it's worth you know you're 16 now getting older sis sit down with your mom and say hey mom where's my other parent (laughs) you might not want to be as forward as that but at least opening the door engaging that conversation i'm not really sure how much you've already spoken to your mother about this um but i can imagine that it might have hurt her a little bit to kind of like see that email chain without you pursuing the conversation with her first Mm. um so i'd say in terms of being tactful maybe sit down and try to understand a little bit more heaven knows you know your mother might actually be one of the lifelines to him she might be able to provide some kind of connection to him she might be able to provide some kind of like contact details um but i think seeing your mother as an ally in your quest to kind of learn more about your father and potentially like seek out whatever it is you want whether it be closure whether it be a rebuilding a connection and whether it be simply understanding what happened and when um i think seeing your mother as an ally could be really really useful in these kind of pursuits um the last thing that i would say is take it slow and take your time um family trauma and the result of an absent parent now you know having whispers or little bits of them coming back can be extremely traumatic Mm. or extremely emotionally taxing so really do take your time um if you can you know potentially think about going to a school counselor a therapist or even somebody that you really trust a friend speaking to your mother if you have that kind of connection or any of your other siblings Mm. um but really do take your time because this is a you know, foundational relationship Mm. that you might have missed out on and bringing that back into your life in whatever form it is can be very, very, Mm. um, what's the word? Jarring. Um, so do expect that this might not be a smooth ride and that's okay. That's normal and that's natural. Um, and then the last, last thing I'll say, because I've nattered on is (laughs) it's okay, sis, you're actually not alone. A lot of people have experienced some form of absenteeism from their parents and it's really, really painful, especially when it feels like, you know, your, um, appearance in the world may have been a factor as to why they've decided to leave. That doesn't mean that it's your responsibility. You may have been a factor, but it's not your responsibility. Neither is it your fault. Ultimately, choices were made before you were born and choices were made when you were born. um, And you have no responsibility, fault or any kind of, you know, 
bearing as to, you know, holding the responsibility for that. So I just mm. want to remind you that outside of, you know, everything that is going on outside of taking your time, this is actually something that a lot of people go through and don't ever allow this to determine your worth insofar as your other relationships mm. too, because sometimes, you know, absenteeism can leak into the way that we engage with other people. Yeah. Um, it can feel as though, you know, um, you don't really want people to leave you or you might have, you know, um, attachment issues and all that kind of stuff. I don't want to read too much into the situation and all that kind of stuff. But just um, speaking from the experiences that I've had with my friends and also in my own case, it can feel as though this is you digging at a root. This isn't even a plant you're digging. Mm. You're really digging in, in the soil mm. to find the root of these kind of issues. So take mm -hmm. your time. You're not alone mm -hmm. um, and draw strength from the community that you have. Yeah, around you. that's really good advice. I think on the flip side, though. I can understand where your mother is coming from as somebody who grew up predominantly with my mom and my father being the absentee parent. Um, similarly, I think it's tough being the person that stayed and then realizing that, you know, this child that you're probably pouring, like similar to what Renee said, I don't want to read too much into it, but I think this is typically the case when you are the parent that remains and the per the parent that has to stay and commit um, and also pick up the slack when the other parent has decided to be absent it can be very hard to deal with the fact that despite the fact you were the one that was present and you have been the one doing the nurturing and the providing and the work your child and the person who's benefited from that still longs for the person who is absent and still sees that chunk as something worth pursuing it it's kind of a confrontation of the fact that you are not enough mm. And everything that you have done not necessarily isn't enough, but there is still something that has to be fulfilled, which you cannot fulfill. And I think as single, a single parent, even though I am not one, haven't experienced that. I think it is tough to know that no matter how hard you're trying, there's still a gap and there's still a space in your child's heart that you cannot fill. And it's a hard conversation to have with that parent. Um, and I think sometimes it's hard for those feelings to even be expressed because it can feel selfish because you know that person will never get another father. I can't, you know, keep that away from them. It could also be that your mother is protecting you from something in terms of why she doesn't want um, that that relationship to be built or she doesn't want to be the bridge between you. I think it's more so understanding where your mother is coming from and it's not a confrontation. It's not just expressing, you know, I want to know my dad. It's actually also understanding what what's going on with you, you mm. know? But I do still think that despite whatever she could say, it, it's still on you to decide, okay, do I still want to pursue a relationship with my father? And no matter what, you know, your mom, your mother expresses, it's it's neither good nor bad that you want to pursue a relationship with, with your father. Because like Renee said, that's probably very natural. Mm -hmm. Like that is a part of who you are. It's your DNA um, and it's your family, you know, whatever you consider that to mean. And so I would say, one thing that helped me and I'll talk about it personally is detaching the fact that this man is two things. He is my mother's ex-husband or my mother's husband and he is my father. And those two relationships have two different different characteristics, though they may have overlap. I, if, if my mom doesn't want this man, he, I still need him as a father. Mm. Um, and so I would say, listen to your mom's heart, but also listen to your own heart as well. And I don't think you should feel guilty. I don't think you should feel guilty at all. Mm. That, like you were in the wrong for contacting your father. I think that this opens up another 
can of worms and unfortunately it's very hard it 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 smells of the past you know and sometimes Mm. that has a huge sense to it and you may not even be old enough or have have been old enough at the times of certain things to understand the rawness of those emotions that your mother probably remembers so vividly and it's something that she's maybe dealing with or your father remembers so vividly um and so I think one thing that happens when you are in your late teens or you start getting to that like 16 and older, you start to humanize your parents a lot and your father hasn't been in your life for the longest time. Um, and it may be easy to have all these imaginations of who he is. And if you are going to pursue meeting him, I think just open up your mind to know he's human. You know, a lot of the reasons he may give or the things you may learn about him, you may not consider them good enough or you may not even understand them, but he's coming in with his own story mm-hmm. And your mother also has her own story. And I think now it's about listening to their stories and then deciding how you want your story to play out. Um, taking those two into consideration, but it's never an easy thing. And when you are 16, you're still so young, right? And my mind is going back to when I was 16 and new people appearing into my life. And it's like, I actually don't know how I'm meant to feel mm. towards you. And I, I don't know why I feel guilty about wanting to know you as if it was disloyalty to the people who have always been in my life. But I think they also need to give you grace to know that one, you are young, but even if you weren't young, you owe it to yourself to at least explore the potential of these relationships because it's something you've been deprived of for so long. And I actually think they would have greater understanding than you'd probably think they would, right? Even though it may hurt initially, it's something that your your family and your mom is going to have to sit with and they'll probably come to terms with it unless there is something that is really want like making them not want you to know this man do you get what I mean it may be uncomfortable initially but I think they'll embrace it over time as long as you have those conversations and you keep like Renee said those lines of conversation open don't be secretive about this especially if you and your mom are close I think like you said going down this journey with her not her over involvement or her centering herself but her just helping you or even just her knowing what is going on may help her feel more comfortable as you explore more of what could be with your father or more of who your father is but I don't think you should have any guilt for wanting to just know him or to have the introduction it's not like you're saying I want him to come over every Sunday for Sunday dinner and us all sit around pretending to be happy families all you're saying is I want to ask this man some questions you know I just want to meet him I want to know where he's at I want to know if he's alive I want to know where he lives like all of these different things are not too much to ask to know about your father I don't think um and I think anyone should be able to understand that hopefully so it's going to take a lot of bravery but I think you deserve some answers and yeah like Renee said you're actually not alone in this um and you should really lean into certain like communities and people you love and you know your friends your whoever is there as pastoral support in your school if you can trust them or um another family member an auntie an uncle um other siblings people who cousins whoever you're close to who can help understand and empathize with your situation and and has seen that story play out um but also can can just give you good heartfelt wisdom on how to take care of yourself mentally emotionally spiritually um and even physically as well so yes it's take it a day at a time but sit down with your mom let her know that you love her but also let her know this is happening Mm. (laughs) this is actually happening um and i hope that your dad is responsive i know you said he's inactive um on ig and he hasn't responded to your email and i really hope that you also guard your heart from heartbreak if he doesn't if he doesn't uh reciprocate 
I think what can be hard with absentee parents is there may even be guilt on his side or there just may be a whole bunch of unseriousness, which means that, you know, they're in one minute, they're out one minute. And so, yeah, hold on to the anchors that are already there, right? Like don't start pushing people away because of the potential of of this person coming into your life because you actually don't know their track record yet. And track record is really important when it comes down to building trust. So keep yourself attached to and in fact even start strengthening the relationships you have with people already in your life who have shown you their good character who've shown you that track record like your mom like your other family members um and and show them as well as remind yourself this is not you drawing away from them to get someone else to draw closer to someone else is you bringing someone else closer to you. You just you don't have to displace your whole life to accommodate someone who is yet to show you that they're worth the the chaos, you know. So anyway, let me not project. But yeah, that's what I'd say, More sis. Work. But yeah, we're wishing you all the best, little sister. We love you. We hope that um you are feeling the love and you're soaking up all the love around you. But already talking about some toxic experiences and painful times. Child. Let us get into this conversation about toxic friends because uh this is actually just based off of what um we saw last week on the internet and what you mentioned briefly in last week's episode where a young lady made a was it a tiktok TikTok, yeah yeah. made a tiktok nonsense going on (laughs) (laughs) i love that app though it's so funny pure chaos i love it a young lady made a tiktok and in it you know she said she wants more friends that are baddies bad because it's not like the you know the friends that she already has they're not bums like they're not ugly but they don't be getting guys like she be getting guys and i'm saying it like that because she's she's american and you know i love my good american accent i hope you guys don't find it annoying because i'm only going to get worse yeah so (laughs) yeah she was like she wants more friends that are baddies quote unquote Mm -hmm. baddies Mm -hmm. like her Mm -hmm. because out of her friendship group she's just pressed with all of this male attention and she just wants it to be distributed fairness socialism okay destruct this equal yeah, uh, distribution yeah. of resources everyone having their portion Do you get what i yeah. mean and so she, that's what she wants right she wants everything to be spread but she just feels like she hasn't got enough baddie friends so she just wants more baddie friends Gosh. what are your thoughts you know what would what was your thoughts when you saw the video because when i saw it i thought <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> that noise is giving you know when, um you know that meme that I posted of um, Victor Kunda? Oh, yeah. Looking at your friend. <laughs> mm. Mm. It was very much a... Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't want to roast her too much, but there was just several things that was just ultimately just pants about it. Do you know what I mean? It's just, first of all, the premise that friendship should be based on uh, your capacity to draw in men mm. was, ah, that was a big problem. Mm. And this whole idea of like, oh, I want a baddie friend. Well, what does that really entail? Mm. Like, what are you trying to say? Because I think there, A, there's the whole, are you, do you just want friends because of their desirability mm. in when we're thinking about like male attention? B, it's kind of disrespectful to all of the friends that you already have. Like, are you- Not kind you of, it say? is, big time. Hugely big disrespectful time. to the friends that you already have in so far as their value in the, the, like your life being yeah. premised on their capacity to get male attention. Yeah. And then when we're thinking about desirability politics, like what kind of men are you trying to attract? Yeah. The ones that like baddies. And yeah. sis, we've seen on the internet and in real life, there's some BS. Like the men that are going, some of the men 
don't want to generalize, but some of the men that are going after quote unquote baddies, ew, mm. you suck, <laughs> you stink, hear it. you're I big hear it. stinkers. I hear it. Um, and I think it's just a testament to how much like patriarchy and like female value being based on aesthetics has yeah. even penetrated so far to our own friendships. Yeah. Like, are you really seriously like? And I get, I get it in so far as like, maybe you actually want like maybe friends that are a bit more outgoing mm. or like you want friends to frequent certain places with you. But this whole, I specifically want friends that match a specific aesthetic so that they can aid me in my desire to catch men. Mm. Girl, that's a problem. You mm. got, you, is that a friend or are they rat catchers? Oh, you looking for rat Ooh, catchers? Not mouse traps. Rat catchers. And then the whole like, oh, I, <sighs> There's so many just layers to it. I'm just like, this is so problematic. And then the assumption that you are like the epitome of, you know, I was going to go there. The assumption that you are the, the baddie, you are the down baddie of your friends. Like, oh my goodness, what, what am I going to do with all this prettiness and pretty privilege? And I just want it to be fairly distributed amongst my friends. I ain't going to say what I was going to say because it's not PC, but girl, sometimes you can... This is the issue. Take it down a This pig. is the issue. It's like, you are the baddest out of all your friends, okay? But is you just a, a big that? fish in a small pond? Because once you get, when you want to G with the big boys... You might be the small fish in a big pond. And even this whole, I feel like I'm the baddie. How do we verify that? She gets the Is male it attention. that you are, and what kind of male attention are you getting as well? Well, one that she's proud of. Yeah. One that, you know, fits in with the baddie. And aesthetic. validates yeah. her. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I I think this is what's unfortunate. And I see it. And I, I, I saw somebody release a video on it who does a lot of like feminine energy content. You guys already know if you know my history, you know, how I feel <laughs> about that genre. Yeah. You know, how I feel about the genre, but she said something which was actually very good. And she's a great content creator. I just mm. can't remember her name. Mm. Um, and she was saying how one gripe she has with people who are, you know, trying to channel feminine energy and growing their femininity is, um, and what causes a lot of these women who are feminine to draw, withdraw from female groups and friendships and stuff like that is a lot of women who are focusing on their femininity always see it, which is the main critique, which we always say on this podcast, through the male gaze. It's all about pleasing the male gaze. And so when these women congregate and they get together, their main focus is male attention, male validation, and pleasing and appealing to that, right? They rarely focus on validation coming from how well they serve in friendship, how well they can have community and conversation mm. even with other women or even build network with other women, which is purely um, based off of their relationship relationship and not how they can help each other in satisfying the male gaze mm. it is rarely independent from men so even if they are meeting up it's we're meeting up so that we can get the attention of men have you ever had those kind of friends no oh my gosh or like i can smock people like that from a mile away even because acquaintances. It's all you no i i'm personally like oh man and th don't get me wrong I love a good chinwag. I love a good gossip. I love a good talking session about men and sex yeah. and all of that. And us and our girls do it all the time. However, if that is the complete center of your friendship with mm. somebody, all you can talk about is relationship status. 
All you can talk about is how many dates you're doing. Mm. And that is also on a personal level where you get the majority of your validation. I personally really struggle to be friends with people like mm. that. No, I hear it. Because for me, you can't be a friend. You need deliverance. You have an idol. And this is the one thing I hate so much when yeah. people idolize attention. They yeah, idolize like, good. no, I hate it. If you want me so... to choke myself. Because the thing is, for me, I tend to be more like extroverted mm. in the sense of like, I like people. I yeah. like people's presence. Yeah, I like yeah. going places and stuff like that. So if I'm with a lot of people mm-hmm. and there's, like, have you ever been in like a room or like you go somewhere and there's that one person mm-hmm. that is doing entirely too much yeah. because they want attention? Oh, I, someone has popped into my brain. Multiple, multiple. And it's just like, why you gotta be like this, Because people are attention whores. This is the thing. Yeah, in real life. You oh think people God. are bad on the internet? In real life, IRL, attention seekers. <laughs> Especially when it comes to men or like those girls that like yes. move different when, when like men, men are around. around. Exactly. Oh, women who move different when men are around it really does especially when you start moving different around um other women and when they become what we saw in this video and this is what irks me because i have fallen into this trap please don't think i'm virtue signaling mm. or i'm acting a holier than thou when thou when i was younger and i was mad like i was not confident at all but mm. i've always been the loudest i've always known my strengths and my strength is i am flipping funny i am hilarious even if i do say so myself mm. and so what i would do in order to get male attention even though i wasn't doing it purposefully pete this because of my insecurity i would make fun of my friends Mm. so i will like clown on my friends just to get that attention from being funny and my friends would become the butt of the joke and that is one of my best friends at the time she pulled me up on it and she was like i don't like when you do that you're embarrassing me Mm. and that's what we saw in the video and that's why because i then stood back and i realized crap this is a relationship that actually means a lot to me. This is my best friend, right? And she's letting me know that I am doing to her the thing that I actually feel the fear the most, being embarrassed, right? Being made to seem undesirable, being the butt of the joke. I'm literally bullying her in front of people to prop up my own self-esteem, right? That's what G-checked me. I value this relationship more than male attention. Mm. And that's what changed my perspective over time. And I just had to start noticing why am I saying certain things? And why am I interacting in different settings in different ways? Because I would never do that to her in a group of female friends. Mm. If we were around all our girlfriends, if we were in our squad, I would never have embarrassed her like that or made her the butt of the joke like that. You know, with your friends, you just cuss small, small, but it's not like um, it's not serious and especially if you know it's touchy yeah. and you won't repeat it you're, you can read the social cues better but in certain situations when you crave male attention you start acting a goddamn fool acting all the way up. up and that's what we saw in this video it's like i'm gonna prop myself up by pushing these women i call friends down whether you're doing it consciously or subconsciously and obviously we don't know you know that woman's wider relationship she could be an absolute saint but that video made her look completely terrible to me because it's like you're just acting up because the cameras are on you're these are probably the women who have helped you consoled you 
They And even if your friendship is not that close with them, you're just showing your ass because you really look like, oh, I even found out this week that ass apparently is a bad it's word. It's a bad word that killed me. Oh my gosh. When they bleeped, I was like, what did you say? I know, right? Even when I was watching the story what back, I heard bleep. I said, what? <laughs> I am not I a swearer. Like, you're a filthy mouth. I, I'm filthy mouth. <laughs> Bar of soap. It's giving Miranda Cosgrove. I cuss a I'm little. Screaming. I like to cuss a little. Oh my gosh, that's, yeah. 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 What's your favorite swear word? Bleep. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I don't oh swear. So when I heard that, I said, oh God, what did I do? What did you say? Man? It was just like little ass. That's why you guys are getting all knickers and twists upset about this all this ass anyway so yeah sorry that was this week's realization apparently Honestly, a double snakes is a bad is word a bad a it's double a, snakes a word. double snakes h-e double hockey sticks but no man i just think it's just so bummy like I, I, it is it's sad it's, it's so sad. bummy to think that something that we've been fighting for as women is you know respect as a gender and for this to have penetrated so far that you want to base your fear your value in female friendships, in aesthetics, yeah. in aesthetics, yeah. knowing that that's the currency with which we have to battle the opposite yeah. gender with. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And she's going to be big, big mad when she starts rolling with the big, the big baddies. And this yeah? is the thing. And she starts to realize. We're a two to somebody. You ain't as cute. Exactly. Everybody you ain't as cute as you think somebody. you are. And it's not to say, miss, that you are ugly because you probably look really beautiful, right? But. Have you seen the baddies of this generation? Oh, honey. And even the baddies don't look like the baddies. Some of them get in plastic surgery. So, and in terms of like just aesthetics, this is the problem as well, because can you vouch for their character or personality? But do people care about that? That's the, that's the thing. Like when, thing. when it comes to female friendships, it's easy to fall into the, it's literally the mean girls complex, yeah. right? It's the, I want to sit with the Regina Georges of the world. What were they called? the plastics yeah i want to fit into the plastics i want to fit in with the regina georges of the world i want to be accepted and you saw what happened to Lindsay lohan's character to katie okay to katie you saw what happened to her you start to forsake everything else you're not even paying attention to whether you're having fun you're not paying attention to whether you even enjoy these people whether you feel safe around these people how many people are in friendships which on the surface look fantastic they look really strategic they look like they're having real real fun but they would not with for a minute of their life trust their friends with any personal information about them you see it on real housewives of any city love and hip-hop of any city you see it all the time just because this friendship and this clique looks really pretty and like they've got everything together and that they're really aspirational doesn't mean that they have any depth worth your dwelling there right friendship groups friendship is something you shouldn't take lightly okay and if you want to have a network of buddies if you want to have a group of buddies who you go out with just to have a good time that's fine but the friends you're probably talking about friend the the title of friend don't throw that around too loosely you've got acquaintance you've got girls i hang out with on the weekend just my group of neighbors my girls you've got you know people do you get what i mean like oh yeah those are my girls those are you know there's some people that you bump into you're like oh we can have a good night out but But that's not your friend friends those are the same friends you'll be out here like oh i want more buddies as friends but when those buddies take your man and god help you god help you god help you 
if you meet people who think like you, because they're probably thinking in the same way, the level up mentality, because no one who is pure hearted will let a snake into their garden. If your mindset is terrible, even if she is a baddie, if she doesn't think like that, if she doesn't get her validation from men, you're going to try and suck up to her. She's not going to give a damn because she can tell you're a snake in my garden. Do you get what I mean? So it's not to say women should not aspire to be, um, their best selves to feel confident to even fit into that feminine aesthetic right that's not the issue here the issue is when you place your validation and your motivation for doing that is satisfying the male gaze because every woman becomes a stepping stone she becomes something that you can walk over step Mm. on use to get Mm -hmm. up closer to your goal and that's how you end up in your ideal relationship but you don't have any friends you end up with the baller, but you don't have anyone you can Zero. call. You end and up when with the baller the, starts acting when the up. baller starts acting mad. It's you those same non buddy friends. You those gonna, you gonna have to call. You're gonna call those busters. You go, hey sis, I haven't spoken to you in a while. And you know what those busters are gonna be doing? Not having any time for you. Because no one wants to talk to or help anyone who has walked over them unless they have a very, very good heart. And very few people have that. Oh gosh. You know what? The funny thing is, I think this is such an excellent like entry point into the broader conversation of women seeing other women as competition. So you could like swap out the whole statement of like baddies for, oh, I want more, I want to have more friends that I can like, you know, go on like holidays with. Like I want to have more friends that I can, you know, um pursue like personal they sound really like, oh, okay, that Mm. seems normal. But the problem with a lot of I want friends who I can do this with or I can look like this with Mm. is there's actually no substance. Mm. And it means that you see women as a commodity as Mm. opposed to an opportunity for building meaningful relationships. And I think that's where women are falling into the same trap that we see society um, perpetuate again and again and again which is commodifying women yeah we're seeing women as aesthetic props yeah we're seeing women as you know an opportunity yeah. we're seeing women as you know competition yeah. rather than seeing women as this is a relationship mm. this is not just about status because it makes me even think oh you know what jars me so so much yeah, yeah is obviously like we're, we've entered into the whole hustle you know boss babe aesthetic all of that we're working we're independent women making money how many women will be doing this whole let's hustle together, let's grind together, all that kind of stuff under the guise of I'm just going to use you as competition or I'm, I'm going to use you, you full stop because you have resources that, that I, I need want. access to. Precisely. How many people are using other women as meal tickets to the next level? This oh whole my, leveling up, even oh the level, leveling up journey, yeah? Some women are using other women as commodities for their leveling up journey. Leeches. And it makes me sick. Or like, Leeching. oh, you know, I just want to connect with you. No, you want to take from you me. Want to, you want you to want to blood take. suck from me. You want to, you want to be blood. a vampire. Stop you want to that. take my blood? This is double A, baby. You want to take my blood? My blood type specific. You want to take my blood because I'm a double A? I'm an O negative. Is that your type? Yeah. It's so, yeah. so, so and it's toxic. Not, and that's the thing. It's not... How do you break this down? 
It's not bad to desire new friends to come into your life. It's not bad to desire to have people who will expose you to new things, Mm, right? mm -mm. It's when you then think you can throw away your old friends in pursuit of the new. That's the issue. And then you also get mad when the new people that enter your life aren't this perfect vision of the commodity that you thought. Yeah. So the person that you thought was, you know, making X amount of money, actually they need your support because their marriage is going to hell. Oh my God. Or perhaps the person that you thought is living this fantastic life where they're going on holidays all the time doing yeah. like travel influence and all that kind of stuff yeah. is actually in debt and yeah. needs you yeah and then all of a sudden you have to back away because you can't fulfill your end of the relationship because that's friend. what this is as a friend yeah you've been using them as a meal ticket for so long that when yeah. they actually need you yeah. you hop off the bus and that's why i need us to actually ascribe the right titles Man. to the people in our lives i don't expect acquaintances to help me absolutely when i'm down not. and out absolutely not. i don't expect professional colleagues in my field to help me when i'm crying in the middle of the night you know i don't expect that of you therefore there is no disappointment because expectations are clear expectations are very clear this is the capacity of our friendship mm. or our capacity of our relationship and relationships have so many different natures right but i think because of the way we are raised as people our school our school uh, playground relationships everyone yep. is a friend everyone is a friend and oh, you grow up man. in secondary school everyone is a friend right you've got different degrees of friendship groups you might be the floater you might have people that you sit with every lunch but you're pretty much cool with everyone yeah. so if someone asks you how do you know that girl well she goes to my school she's my and then they start calling them your friend your friend and it's like they're not my friend but it becomes difficult to kind of outline these and people can sometimes feel slighted when you're like well she's not my friend i do it all the time and people sometimes feel some type of way like oh your friend I'm like that's not my friend but I know them they're like super cool we've hung yeah, out yeah, and yeah. stuff like that it takes a while to get that kind of title for me because I know what that means and I know the expectations that it comes with it doesn't mean the same for everybody though right so you may think I'm your friend but you not, might not be my friend and vice versa so I think it comes down to clear understandings of expectations from people and if you are the, the one thing I hate is a leech in disguise if oh, you man. are coming in as I want to be your friend I want to be close to you but all you're doing is coming to draw baby you are not a friend you are a mentee and i need you to ascribe the right title to because if i knew the title i could attribute my time right she said you are a learner but it's not bad it's not bad no it's It's not not bad but just come in clear clear bruh it's not Wolves bad in sheep's clothing. clothing i hate Do you that. Know what I mean? especially and the reason why i say it is not because it's bad but i don't want to put more responsibility on you than you can bear mm. because in, it's inevitably going to lead to disappointment mm. right mm. if i expose you to some kind of information and you don't advise me not in a way i want to hear but just advise me yeah, yeah. i'm going to think so are you here for gossip if I give you access to um, my family and then I need help from you for Mate. something and you tell me I can't, I don't feel comfortable doing that. I can't do that. Not that I want to overstep your boundaries, but in my head, I would have been thinking, but we're this close or we're You're this my girl. close. You're my girl. I would have expected you to show up. I would have expected you. And that's how you get blurred lines that we had in the dilemma last week where it's like, but you're my friend. As my friend, I expect this. But in their head, you're just a girl I hang out with on Friday night. Yeah. Why are you calling me on Wednesday 
Talking about my car broke out. Come and, my car broke down. Come and get me. Do you know what I mean? And this is why I think as as a community, we need to and as sisters, we need to start having good conversations there about go. the caliber of friends that we have and the caliber of people we call friends. Because one thing I loved growing up, my mother would see certain people and she would say, no. "That is not your friend. I don't care what you call her. There I is. don't care that you you tied there her hair is. in a ponytail at break." She is not your friend. I think more of us need to have those kind of conversations with ourselves yeah. and with the women in our life that yeah. said, I know that girl looks pretty. I know she comments on your Instagram that post. I know she's bought friend. you a nice present. I know that she's told you, you know, she wants to make money moves with you, but that is not your friend. You know, in my country, they call them witches. But they might not even be a bad person. Mm. It's just no distance, mm. no boundaries, mm. no realms of friendship. Do you know what I mean? It's not... You're here calling best friend, somebody best friend who wouldn't even sacrifice a, a minute of their time for you if it doesn't benefit them, right? Why would you call someone a sister who isn't willing willing to be inconvenienced yeah. by yeah. you? And it's not to say you should welcome people. And this is another conversation we need Good to there. have Good about um, friendship and what people actually believe it entails. Because for some reason, we just think that romantic relationships require sacrifice when platonic friendships true sisterhood requires sacrifice oh we already give read the book when it comes out Bruh. because we think that mm. we, this is what it's all about we think that the only relationships in our lives that require investment that require us to change that require us to feel a bit uncomfortable that require us to sacrifice that require us to actually be uncomfortable like really wow i'm out of my comfort yeah. zone here i'm doing yeah. something um which isn't dangerous to me it's not dangerous to me. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. It's not dangerous to me. It's just forcing me to trust somebody more. It's forcing me to believe in somebody. It's forcing me to trust your word. It's it's causing me to do things which maybe my, my past traumas, my past heartbreaks, my past experiences have taught me to not do for people anymore, right? And you're drawing those things out of me. You're drawing a level of intimacy out of me as a friend. But we think that the only relationships that require intimacy and depth and the discomfort that come with those two yep. things are romantic relationships. And so women are so invested in changing themselves to adapt for romantic partners but they will not change ding, themselves ding, ding. for platonic friends Mate. and people in their sisterhood who are really having their best best interest at heart or who who can grow in that kind of relationship and intimacy with them and i think it's really unfortunate because one life-changing force i've experienced in my life is sisterhood it is friendship does it always go perfect no but you're here changing yourself for that man who you've been with for seven years oh. who hasn't popped the question oh. it ain't working out well with him but you're still still trying on you you're still trying and the worst thing is you will use your other relationships as a stepping stone for that romantic relationship you will see your friendships as you know um what's the word inferior to your romantic relationships and of course things will change as you know seriousness and different priorities and all that kind of stuff but the fact that even the way that we we structure our relationships mm. right from our relationships with our family thinking mm. about our parents you know our actual siblings our real sisters our real brothers and then thinking about our friends the fact that for women the social narrative is that all of these relationships are taking us towards men men and this is why we've got such a prevalence of folks coming up on Beyonce's internet talking about, oh, she has daddy issues. She can't be in a relationship because she's got daddy issues. Oh no, I can't be with her because her friends are toxic. 
My good sir, look, women, stop giving fuel to the flames of these incels. Stop it. And decenter. I think the um, analogy that I used in like another episode was the fact that there are multiple galaxies that exist. Yeah. And we need to think of these multiple like universes or galaxies as pl- or planets as, you know, things that are rotating in our universe mm. and in our like sphere of um, whatever galaxy mm. we occupy. There isn't one that is like, you know, particularly at least earthly ones. Hey, Christian. Hello. My son is God. Mm. Everything else things will change. But the fact that for women, we literally have a linear journey towards romantic relationships, linear to the point where, you know, we'll be dating someone. I even saw a TikTok recently, just before this episode, funnily enough, whereby a babe was like, if my man calls me and I'm like hanging with my friends, she's American as well. So that's why the accent, if my man calls me and you know, I'm with my friends, I'm going, I don't care what we're doing. I don't care if we're in the middle of something. If my man calls, I'm going. So if he told you to jump off a bridge, will you say which bridge? Swearing. What? If he says put your hand in fire, you ask him what intensity of the heat, babe. And this is why men also sometimes be hating on you having friends, right? And we're not saying, because I do believe in your man, your family, that's your priority. I get it, right? People who, like I said, there's different levels of intimacy. The person I'm sharing a bed with, that's the most intimate I'm with. You know? The next is the people that came out of my vagina. (laughs) The people that enter and, and even exit then, this body. Even then, there's levels to it. Because, <laughs> and, no, no, dead ass, dead ass, dead ass, man, dead ass, man. There's levels to it. Because even thinking about romantic partners, yeah. straight off the bat, people are prioritizing their romantic Absolutely partners. Absolutely not. Again, do you get what Baby, I mean? Do you get what I mean? And this is the thing. You've been in my life for two weeks. <laughs> two I'm weeks. demanding all this time. You think that I need to prioritize you <laughs> over people that. that have paid my I don't bills, know you like that. People that have <laughs> cried with me for almost a decade, if thing. not since and that's why I need people to start earning their titles what? and earning their your trust and earning what? your time. And it's not no. to say people are, you know, lab rats or, you know, racehorses in your life. But it is to say we reward the things we see mm. in this relationship. Mm. My reward is my my trust, mm. my intimacy, my availability. Okay. Gosh. Of course, I'm going to realign my priorities and realign my life to accommodate for you. The more you show me, I want to accommodate you. Do you know what I mean? But some of y'all, because you have the title best friend, uh, the title mom, the title dad, the title boyfriend, but you're mad toxic. I don't want to give you any of my time. I want- I don't want to give you any of my energy, but you keep demanding it because of a title. I'm going to need to strip that title away. If Blood don't cannot, make us family. If you cannot operate in the function, you don't deserve the title. You don't deserve you just the title. Don't. And I need us to start testing functionality more. Do you function well? I know it looks like a duck, but does it quack like one? It's does like, it walk it, like one? It's like them vegan cauliflower, yeah? The, the vegan cauliflower wings. Because you yeah. know me, I'm a, a wing enthusiast. Yeah. It looks like a wing. but Does hell. it even look like a wing? In the dark. I like You know the restaurants? Oh, I saw a tweet that was so, so funny by um, Ahis. And he was like, <laughs> why is restaurant lighting so dark? I can't to see To hide anything. the food. Precisely. To hide the portions. Precisely. Ain't nothing will hide the portions <laughs> from me. 
Guys, if there's something that you need to know about me, I am anti-tapas. Maybe it's because, you know, I grew up as, you know, a poor babes or whatnot, but I just don't believe in tapas. I like whole meals. Why are you bringing me three prawns on a plate and telling me no, to... No, it's, it's tapas what? in the UK. I think the concept of tapas I like, because I'm a little bit of everything yeah. kind of babe. It's the fact that why is this plate of three prawns max £8.95? How am I meant to get more than this, sir? And it's the whole, oh, it's the experience. There was nothing positive about Why this. did I want to experience this? You didn't fly me I out. can experience three prawns if I want to. In At fact, home? I can do it multiple times. Because when you buy prawns in the supermarket. They come in more than threes. So you think because you've put little uh, crests on And then top. because you're giving me on a marbled plate. That I should I now pay don't you care. an arm and a leg because you put three with the cost three of, drops of, of li- dew on it. No. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. But yeah, sorry. So we're so off time. So off time. That we don't know what we were talking Coming about. Coming back to toxic friendships yeah. and talking about you know functionality. There we over go. Title. Functionality yeah. over title. So many of us are. We're so ready to like posture as the thing. Even like sometimes the way we flippantly say sis or like friend or that. Like, and it's the girls that say <laughs> sis. No, no, no. Renee, oh Renee, Renee, yeah. Renee, Renee. Girl. It's the girls that call people sis Girl. that make videos like this on TikTok, right? It's, oh, okay. So it's so patronizing. Hey, sis. I would never forget reading a tweet who said, it's the girls that call me sis that rob your husband. <gasps> it's actually the girls that call you sis that will be plotting behind in the background yeah if you're a big like watcher of nollywood movies i think that is the perfect you like, should go and watch blood sisters oh steep old it? school nollywood movies demonstrated so well how women will even get close to you in order to take things that you have yeah as well as people yeah that you have and the whole hey sis but they're running Some up on women. your man yep and this is this is the sad thing because with female friendships have this notorious reputation for being toxic yeah. for being yeah. draining for yeah. being full of drama and i think that's why we have to go so hard with breaking down why that is but mm. and i think it's because we have a lot of the time centered men or even if it's not centering men it's a competitive mindset a mindset which which says don't work on your insecurities. Don't work on your personal development. Just convince yourself that everyone is below you yep. or start stepping yep. on people's heads to ascend. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that is such a toxic competitive mindset which exists often in larger societies which make it seem as though there is a scarcity in good things and unless you attain what is being painted to you as the dream as the american dream as the ideal as the epitome of of pure happiness and and zen and something that is to be envied right unless in order to ascend there you need to annihilate hunger games you need to align annihilate all other competitors all other players need to die or all other players need to be down and out for you to be successful and for you to win the one trophy that exists but baby let me tell you there are multiple prizes in this world and you may be thinking no they're scarce but that's because you think everybody's trophy looks like yours mm-hmm. everyone's trophy doesn't look like yours Absolutely. you're here trying to ball for the high value man other people are trying to get that degree other people are trying to get out of poverty other people are trying to make sure that their ovaries start working and they can finally have that baby other people are focused on so many other things that this little thing that matters to you doesn't matter to everybody else so stop running as if everyone's focus is on the thing that you are running at for it's not evolution is natural and i think 
sometimes we think that when we transcend certain life stages it becomes impossible because people are different from you mm-hmm. or you know we perceive it as a linear journey so if they're not in step with your progression yeah then all of a sudden they're these like heretics or people yeah. that want to stay in their disgusting uh just staying behind and all that kind of stuff look everybody progresses at a different pace yeah just because their whatever their life looks like right now is different doesn't mean that you can't extend it's not even extending grace it doesn't mean that you can't evolve friendships evolve and in the same way mm -hmm. that romantic relationships evolve over time over time and things um and experiences happen that force you to change and evolve. Mm. We need to apply that same thinking to friendships because mm. there will be times where you're very divergent on, you know, your career or yeah. your relationships yeah. or whatever it is in your life. That doesn't mean that your friendship cannot transcend those yeah. boundaries. And in fact, it's a testament yes. of your friendship because no longer will your friendship always be one of convenience, yeah. but it will be one of intentionality. Yes. And I think that women have, you know, we've been, falsely led we have been sleepwalking into this idea that our friends need to keep up with us when really the reality of the situation is you need to understand like you need to find ways to ensure that your friends are like you're continuing to pull your friends even though you're in different spaces it doesn't mean that the support has to look the same or you need to be supported you know um in a way that you sometimes we think that we need to be supported in a way that we need to receive precisely when sometimes actually having somebody who is far removed from the situations that you're going through can be such an asset because they're not, you know, blinded by the same things as you. They're not going through the same things as you. And this is not to say like intentionally seek out friendships whereby people are always different from you. You're going to have a range of friends, but that's just life. The human experience is about building up friendships and relationships with people that are different than you. And I think things like social media, the progression of this generation, um, echo chambers, the prevalence of, I need to be around like-minded people. Mm. Has women sleepwalking into this um, incapacity to engage with people that are even just a bit different, different from them? Yeah. So what? You are um, this race, and your other friend is this race. race. Yeah. If anything, that's a difference to be conquered. Yeah. Not to be divided. Yeah. Okay, so maybe your friend is earning more than you. Okay, that's a difference to be conquered and not divided. Yeah. It's just the fact that sometimes we need to see difference, not as a sign of whether this person is progressing or regressing, mm. but as a sign of strength. Yeah. How can we unify over this difference? Yeah. How can we find ways to build bridges, not burn them? Yeah. How many times are we hearing, oh, I'm going to burn bridges? Even some, ah, oh, the most prevalent. Br- I just hope God shows me who needs to be leaving my life. God show me my enemies. We're so obsessed with this idea of everybody around me is a potential enemy. But that's, I think that's a manifestation of this self-centered era that we're in, really. Really? I really do. Yeah, I do. I think that a lot of us want to believe that we are not only the center and the main character of our lives, but we are the center and the main character of everybody else's. Forgetting that they don't care about you. Do you really think, in your own life, thinking about your own life, the amount of time and energy you give to people, thinking about what people think about mm-hmm. you, thinking about like having, you know, extremely hateful and jealous energy towards people. Do you know how much energy that consumes on a day? Yeah. The cost of living is rising. <laughs> the cost of but living also, is rising. There's war. Yeah, but I also think it's a, it's a symptom of this bad belief that we have about friendships in general, mm. which is when you are in a friendship group or you form a friendship, the intention of that friendship is to morph you into that other person. And so you should both start looking the same. And I think that's why you can't embrace that difference. And I think it's unfortunate because 
in the capitalistic individualistic society we that we live in yeah it's very um sad that this narrative of net work being net worth has penetrated deep into our souls because some of you may be your money may be up but your soul is running on e and i need us to talk about that because friendship is not just based on network and you being able to turn me into you Friendship is not there to make you become like the rest of your friends. That popular saying that it's like your network is your net worth really is just about one aspect of your life, which is your professional life. There we go. Do you get what I mean? But when we live in a world which makes that everything, right? Your professional life and and your success in your career, your success at business, where where your money's at, what clothes you wear, what car you drive. When that becomes the most important thing about a person, that's what we focus on the most. Mm. That's what we make all mm-hmm. of us. Do you get what I mean? So of course I then want to get closer to people who will help me improve in that aspect because that's where I think fulfillment and also self-worth actually comes from, right? And so you then start forgetting about the deep things which actually connect us as human beings, such as morals, character. Do you get what I mean? And the thing, conversation, intellect, political view, social view. Do you know what I mean? And then you start, finding it hard to even when people start showing you their ass right or even the good parts of them you find it hard to um accept them mm-hmm. as real people because mm-hmm. it's like but on the surface we seem so compatible yeah but now i'm learning the truth of who you actually are i realize that a you're very problematic or b i don't actually like you yeah now where do we stand because we've been friends for three years or maybe they don't like you oh that's another thing when you start revealing who you truly are and they people don't like don't you. like that either if somebody in your life has gotten close enough to be called a friend in our faith it says a friend sticks closer from a than a brother Mm. right and it's also made for a time of adversity you need to consider the fact that friends are there for hard times think about it it's not just good times it's not just there for they're not just there for enjoyment i know you've got 50 people that come to your birthday party but who how many people are going to come and visit you when you're in hospital I know you've got 10,000 followers on Instagram. I know that every time you post, people are like, you're so pretty, you're so beautiful, you're so... But who's going to be there if you have a mental breakdown? Mm. Who's going to be there to help you? Even the simple things, let's even take it from the tragic things that happened to us. There have been times where I've been overwhelmed with work, Renee has been overwhelmed with work. Who's going to call you and be like, I can sense you're overwhelmed, let me help you. Let me help you with those deadlines. Let me help you with those tasks. Let me help you with that application, right? Who's going to be there when the struggle comes? Yeah. That's what friendships are really there for. And that's why we invest in these relationships to give them strength to withstand greater storms, which we experience not just as friends not just as partners but as individuals as well knowing that you have the anchor of a friend a community lets you know that when i face this storm there's a rock i can get anchored to that is strong and it's not just strong because it's always been strong Mm. it's strong because when i had the strength i was pouring into it and now i'm going there to collect i need i need help now it's like a bank balance, man. Exactly. It's a bank balance. You have to look at this as an active investment over time. And that's because what we love can be is. So, we can be so, this is the thing. Love is really giving. Love we can is be, about deposits and then withdrawals. We can be so flippant when it comes to our friends, just hanging out or, you know, ETC. Like, when was the last time you called your sister and said, yo, are you okay? <sighs> just like, yo. Or when was the last time that somebody that you call a friend, you know, they popped into your mind and you actually followed through and said, ah, let me call them. Yeah. Do you know how many times, like recently, somebody has popped up in my head mm. and I said, let me follow through and yeah. actually call or message and say, yeah. yo, are you okay? And they go, you know what, sis? 
I I'm am not. not good. And that even talk brings me to talk about the fact that we're not always perfect. Like yeah. I, I think it's important to realize that like, as individuals, we're not always perfect, but also as friends, we are not always perfect. But the the duty is to present that you're always trying to change. The duty is trying to is trying to show that you're putting in effort, or the fact that you acknowledge your downpouring, your downfall, sorry, and you're trying to grow. And that's why we say this is a growing and glowing journey. Mm. Like you're actually, it's an ing, it's a doing, it's an ad, like it's a verb, sorry. It's something that you're doing. And it's also something that is about progression, right? It's something about growth. And you might not be the perfect friend now. And we're not saying, you know, even to draw on the first example, we started with the girl who made the TikTok, right? We're not saying she's a bad person. We're not saying she's a bad friend. What we are saying is those things can be very um, telling of what could be happening deeper deeper um past the surface level of what's just being said but what's actually being thought and felt towards female friendships um but also it does it's not an indication of the fact that somebody can never change but i think it needs to be preceded with an acknowledgement of the fact that change needs to be made Mm. right a lot of us can get strong-headed hard-headed right and this is just how i am and we think unfortunately another thing that happens is because we think that romantic relationships are the only things worthy of our change and platonic relationships should just work we don't actually take time to acknowledge that our platonic relationships can be better all we do is ascribe blame and the blame is often never with us it's often with God keeps, and that's why we keep praying these, God show me the people in my life who are toxic. How about no? How about you actually learn patience with the friends that you have? You know what's even funny about that? You'll be like, um, God take out like the toxic people in my life. How do you know he ain't removing you from somebody else's life? That's what I'm saying. The toxic person is you. How do you know? Right? But also it's, why are you trying to run away? And this is a wider conversation we have, we need to have because I know that, it's good to have boundaries. Mm. It's important to have boundaries, let me even say. Mm. It's important to have uh, 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 self-care. It's important to have all of these amazing things which protect you and protect your mental health. However, no relationship, listen to me and listen to me quite carefully, no relationship is going to be full of daisies all the time no No relationship is going to be without some kind of challenge and also no relationship forget challenge is going to be without sacrifice do you get what i mean when it comes down to your friends it's so easy and i think as a generation we're throwing around this word i've said it before this word toxic way too much Mm. right this person is toxic no this person's relationship with you is challenging it has challenged you right this person's toxic no they disappointed you deal with that this this person is toxic no they disagreed with you deal with that this person is toxic no they made a mistake deal with that we want to throw away the whole human being based on one failing if everyone in your life did that with you who would you have who would you actually have we can't just throw the whole baby out with the bathwater. and this is why our generation struggles so much to have hard conversations yeah because we think you've done one thing i'm not going to talk about it i'm not going to address it you should know what and you this did one get thing out of is the representative door. of who you are exactly as a exactly person. life doesn't work and like we that, blow man. things up and that's another thing we blow up things because we have already picked up on other stuff in our mind that we haven't expressed and we've just mm. internalized do you get what i mean <laughs> you said that thing and it pissed me off but this is not the first time you've pissed me off but the first time you pissed me off i didn't say nothing yeah and you keep doing it but it's like but if you had just said the first time when it what it hadn't even become a hard conversation it hadn't even become an, an elephant in the room if you had just Don't said something when it was a seed a when you had 
you when you had said something when this thing was a seed that hadn't even been planted yet we would have avoided all of this uh, animosity and hostility you feel towards your friend but you're now because you're getting to your boiling point of internalized things right you're getting to the point where you're ready to burst of all the things that you have internalized you're ready to tell this person to get out of your life you have a personal development issue you have a character issue. And you have a skewed sense and understanding of the way that human beings Human beings work. work. Relationships are just challenging because they are a sequence of challenges. Mm. You need to just sit down and every challenge that comes up, before this becomes an obstacle, we're going to get over yeah, it. We're going to pass through this challenge. A challenge, the, the beautiful thing about a challenge versus an obstacle is obstacles require more effort yeah. obstacles kind of obstruct your way challenges are actually there just to help you succeed if a challenge arises whilst i'm on good terms with you it's better to address it then because if an obstacle comes up or an offense comes up when i'm not on good terms with you it's t four times it's, it's curtains they're designed differently. A it's challenge curtains. can be designed to facilitate your growth. Yeah. An obstacle is designed to, to stunt you. your growth. To stop you it's in your It's designed tracks. to stop you. So if you allow challenges to snowball into an obstacle, know that you've allowed your, you've actually like actively like shagged your yeah. growth for an obstacle. Yeah. Because for something to stop And I you. personally think that obstacles are challenges that just weren't dealt with yeah an obstacle really is yep. things have stacked up now now it's in your way yep it's it, it was just a step before Nip now it's a it wall in the bud it becomes difficult to t- take the example um that you used in so far as like you've got a friend and they're doing something that's pissed you off but because it's gone to the point where they've been doing it repeatedly and you haven't addressed it you are now also not in the clear because when you finally do address it because it's become a pattern as somebody that like I would have wanted to have known about that sooner. Yeah. Why are you telling me about this when, you know, we've gone like six months of this being yeah. a thing? Why did you not feel comfortable enough to address this with me? When it why was are time. you only telling me now? Yeah. And then we get, get upset because it's like, why aren't you understanding that I'm communicating that I'm upset? And it's like, because you weren't upset the last 75 times that I did it. And even if you were upset, you didn't show me and please don't call this gaslighting this is about communication i'm not invalidating the fact that this may have upset you i'm just confused about why this upset you when i've done it before and you're gonna tell me but you do it all the time and it frustrates me then why didn't you tell me so i could have stopped yeah 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 do you i mean and and this is another we think that if i told if i tell you you won't stop we need to start believing in people a bit more as much as we sit here and we drag ourselves and other people about, you know, our failings as human beings and how much society has caused us to, to make those failings, mm. you also have to believe that there are people out there who are similarly like you on a glowing and growing journey yeah. to becoming a better person who are willing to try. And so the reason why I'm I'm having this hard conversation with you now, which isn't actually that hard, I'm just pointing out the fact that I didn't appreciate that or that made me uncomfortable is because I actually trust that you'll change. I actually trust that at least you And also, you'll try. I want to continue this relationship. Exactly. Because many of I us will enter, will enter into, um, oh man, communication one-on-one. Many of us, because we've got this gripe and we've built up this image of this person in our head, we enter and we express ourselves with the intent to destroy and not to build. Mm. So even the way you deliver, even the way that you, know, you think of the person, mm. you've completely demonized them in your yeah. head to fill an agenda, which is, 
I don't want to continue this with you. I want to come out of this the good person yeah. and you the bad person yeah. and that's that. Yeah. When relationships don't work like that. Yeah. Both of you guys are equally good and bad. Exactly. And you need to acknowledge that sometimes people trip up in the same way that you trip up. Yeah. Like personally, if I was pissing off my friend yeah. or whoever, I need to know as soon as possible so I can figure out how am I going to stop that? Yeah. Or like what are strategies for success? Yeah. It might even be a thing where, you know, you've actually co-signed what they've been doing for a while yeah. but now all of a sudden you've decided no actually i've only been co-signing co-signing it because i couldn't express myself yeah prior. that's also legitimate yeah. again how you phrase it and how you deliver it is just as important yeah. as the content itself because if you are going in sharp girl you're gonna come out bleeding that's good you're gonna come out that's bleeding. really good it's tough like friendships can be relationships are what you make it sis friendships romantic relationships they are what you make it but the whole essence of this conversation is the fact that don't be the toxic friend and also don't be so quick to label your friends toxic, toxic. right because yeah. i think we need to start embracing the idea that not everything is going to be easy breezy beautiful cover girl not everything is you know the perfect inst- instagram picture me and my girls went on a girl's trip and this is what looks looks great mm. sometimes true friendship is sitting down and being like you know a how are you and b how are we yeah how is our actual how many of us actually take time to assess our friendships and say you know i'm is the amount of times we're communicating enough especially in you don't assume that because you know when we're in secondary school we only talk this much and now we're more busy uh we can't talk that much but your friend might need you to talk more with her it's just really taking time to be attuned and the thing about being attuned to somebody else is it means that you have to for a split second stop thinking about you all the time yeah you 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 have you, to completely decenter yourself decenter baby. yourself you have to start thinking about someone else and we're in a time where and i say this not because we're bad people but i actually think a lot of us are exhausted a lot of us are tired and this is why the premise of true sisterhood is personal healing mm. and personal personal growth because it's hard to love someone when you are exhausted mm. it is hard to serve someone and be happy about it when you feel exploited it really is about confronting these systemic issues, but also personal issues, emotional issues, mental issues mm. that a lot of us contend with on a daily basis, which prohibit us from actually being good friends or good people in other people's lives. And it's no one's fault. It's not your fault. Do you get what I mean? It's it's actually not your fault. It's the fault of the world we live in. It's the fault of the people who took it upon themselves to hurt you. It's the the fault of the people who chose to exploit you it's not your fault for feeling that way but unfortunately it is now your responsibility to deal with it so that it doesn't negatively affect other people because you're making bad choices that they are the collateral damage of do you get what i mean and a lot of us treat our friends their collateral damage Mm. they'll be okay they were just a part of that season of my life when i was growing but how did that make them feel because some of us have gone through things where you know when somebody does something to you that I don't know if you've experienced it, but someone has done something that cut you to the core. Yeah. Like actually shattered your actual whole life. You talk to them about it and their explanation is that they were going through a really hard time, right? And it makes sense. You were going through a really hard time. Something happened to you. You were flaring up. You were going through trauma, whatever it was, right? However, it doesn't stop the fact that you hurt me yeah i was damaged in the midst of that i was damaged as a as a consequence as a result of what you did it doesn't change that right and now 
we have to deal with the very real fact that you hurt me just because you were going through something doesn't absolve you of the fact that you hurt me Mm. and a lot of us instead of just seeing ourselves as the people who get hurt some of us need to start accepting and realizing that we are the people doing the hurting yeah our lack of healing over that last friendship that they you felt portrayed you felt embarrassed you felt like those girls snaked you one of my old best friends cheated on me with my ex my ex cheated on me with her that was my childhood friend but that's a different person not renee not renee can't sit on this don't be putting snakes in my my instagram (laughs) don't be doing none of that because i'll fight you don't do that thank you but that that has (laughs) happened to me right that was my first best friend ever crazy man do you get what i mean and so that can make can shape your entire perspective about women that can change your entire perspective about female friendships Mm. right if i don't do the work to heal i'm going to put that on you and you're going to pay the consequences every time so if then one day you do something and i say something in retaliation not to you but the person that i see you emulating or to the person who i hate the most right it can cut you Mm. just because i was dealing with something doesn't mean you weren't the one who felt the cut have you ever seen those movies yeah where somebody is hallucinating and they think that someone in front of them is actually like an enemy mm. so they start yep, fighting yep, yep. but then then they realize it's, it's not, actually somebody, it's somebody else different. you know but you were still kicking and hitting me you were still punching me i felt that man so i need you to deal with your thing because i'm feeling it mm. you went through it but why am i feeling it why am i paying the consequences for actions exa- i did not I perpetrate did not do i didn't do any of that right that's how we need to start approaching our female friendships mm. and friendships in order for them to thrive. Mm. I'd say healing, Ooh. a whole bunch of healing, a whole bunch of re re a whole bunch of accountability. Yeah. Uh, a whole bunch of rewiring. Re- yeah. That's the thing. A whole bunch of real rewiring and reordering our priorities mm. and where our investments are. Cause you've been making a whole bunch of deposits into your other relationships and those other bank balances you have Boy, with your friends are coming there's up There's some empty. tumbleweed that is they going are across your account screen In right deficits, now. in fact, in overdraft. <laughs> or you've been doing this taking, taking, taking. You need to start giving. Mm. You can't make... Some of y'all ain't never got a letter from your bank saying your bank account is closed. Fam. You can't keep taking from here. You, you don't put anything here. You can't keep taking from here. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's never happened to me, though. <laughs> You know how funny that is? <laughs> oh man, that is so funny. Oh god. Yeah, but that's that's just I think this is just for me. I you're probably thinking I've talked the most out of this episode. This is just one of the things that has always been on my heart because I know the true power of friendship mm. and the true power of loving people and also letting people love you. And these are the things we 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 exclude ourselves from and we stop ourselves from enjoying and feeling because of very real things that have happened to us as people. Mm. But I truly want us as sisters to believe in true friendship and true love. And it's not about people who are perfect because you may, you know, find a sister through the TMS squad and then she breaks your heart. Yeah. But have hope that someone else can love you the way you need to be loved and that there are good people out there, whether it be romantic partners, but actual friends as well have that optimism have that hope please believe in humanity as much as the world is messed up that's why we started the sisterhood girl i'll never forget having that first idea i was like god 
That's something. That's something. But yeah, sisters, let us not ramble. We hope that you have had an amazing week and we hope that you have an amazing week. Thank you so much for spending this evening with us. Let us know your thoughts about toxic friends, toxic friendships. Have you experienced one? Mm. Where she at? We are we are in we are grieving. Addy, with you. We rolling through with mm-hmm. some Personally, I don't do that. I don't do that. World star hip hop. Uh, I'm a bit of a rider though. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I like a bit of ride, but we ain't dying. We ain't, we ain't, we ain't dying. dying. I don't do that. As soon as somebody pulls my edges, oh, I'm so sorry. It's my money maker. Can't be walking around edgeless. Oh, not the face. No, no, sorry. no. no. Sorry. You can pinch me. <laughs> Even th- don't touch me. Yeah, personally, I'm oh, quite delicate. I'm sensitive. Yeah. yeah, I still have some scars from childhood. I, I can't fight. Yeah, I can't fight. I can fight. But you, I won't. But I won't let you fight me. Yeah. That's, that's the reverse. That's <laughs> that the is, issue That here. is it. I, I can fight you, but I won't let you fight me. Yeah. I'm going to start telling people that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, let us know your thoughts about this topic in the YouTube comments. Or you can join the sisterhood on Instagram at to my sisterhood. To let us know your thoughts on our comments, on our posts and responding to our stories. We love when you engage with us. It definitely helps the sisterhood grow as well. And if you want to follow us individually whilst you're on there looking for TMS, then you can. You can follow this lovely beautiful and the blind at renee kofuku and you could also follow me <laughs> <laughs> and you could also follow me at cd boating awesome source yes please 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 be following us on all platforms tiktok twitter instagram all of the joints good jazz and make sure that you are signed up to our mailing list the link will be provided below for some weekly updates on how you can glow and grow alongside us sisters it's been a real one it's been a good and one. we hope that you are real ones that's the, that's the one that we all leave. yeah we just go sprinkle Ooh. some some lyricism little, little lyricism um my spotify account before um courtney locks off so we would love for you to my rate spotify, the podcast my SoundCloud. Three or five stars um <laughs> and yeah have an amazing week keep learning and growing we love you ciao ciao <laughs> <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Not this again. Courtney's like, if you even talk about your your, <laughs> we your, don't your want it. I'll have you know, <laughs> the sisters, sisters, please be commenting if you're interested we in don't hearing. Want have it. you even got a new um? What do you call it? Title? What we don't want it. Ren Ren speaks because I'm a spoken word artist as well. Jesus. <laughs> sisters. <laughs> happy easter by the way have a phenomenal easter um enjoy if you're having a long weekend please enjoy your long weekend we're gonna wrap it up now honestly 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 but we love you please take care of yourselves and we'll be back sooner than you know it next week i'll make sure she stopped that nonsense before you come back keep oh baby i'm gonna be back (laughs) with a new with a new this is how villains are born this is how villains are born Uh, i've been in the studio with jay but you know that's for next week Keep glowing and growing. (laughs) Is that a laugh or a cry? I think it's both. (laughs) Oh, that is so I want you to thrive for that. I really do. But like, I don't don't think this is where it's going to be. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.